So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast Episode 84 for... Uh, December 11th, 2016. I'm your host, Nathan Reachin Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McVean. Uh, I'm gonna sneeze. Uh, bless you. <laughs> God bless you. And, <laughs> and we have uh, Connor, the cyberpunk monk slash nemesis slash taking a big old Ricky Besh. See, I think I'm gonna join the the wrong lobby. I thought this was the We Hate Nathan podcast. Uh, it is, actually. It's both the Read Entertainment and the We Hate Nathan podcast. Uh, but also, I want to ask you guys, what have you been playing this week, Andrew Roa McVean? Uh, actually, got back into Hearthstone again. So, kind of been the only, only real thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh, what have you been playing? Been playing a whole lot of the Skyrim remake. However, uh, I finally got the last of the achievements, so put it down for good. And, you know, at least until I get the next major impulse to get lost in Skyrim for another four months or so. Yeah, uh, so you got every, you got all the achievements? Yep, 75 out of 75. Dang, now man, I'm, that's, uh, that's something. I'm proud of myself. Now I'm kind of bouncing between Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, and Fallout 4 again. I don't really know what I want to devote my time to gaming-wise right now. I have never 100% achievements-wised a game. I got like 12 on Steam alone, dude. I just, I don't care that much to be like, oh, I want to do this and get this achievement. It's just like, I just want to play the game and have fun and not be like, tied down with achievements and all that shit. Nope, I'm the exact opposite. I have 23 perfect games on Steam. Ooh. And I've, I've sometimes, like, specifically played a game, like, like it's been fun f- for me to use the achievements as an additional challenge in the game. Right. That makes and sense. I, I just... I, I'm sorry. Uh, keep talking. I was gonna say that I get to the point where I play a game and I'll, I'll be like, oh, I want to play this game and, you know do all this stuff and then i beat the game i'm like all right next game like i don't i don't continue on after i'm done with the game i mean i i i will say that i haven't done anything like that since you know i've gotten older and just don't have as much time anymore yeah it makes sense Uh, i also i also wanted to say i forgot that i played some of uh suda suda 51's new game that I totally forgot even came out. Oh. Uh, it's it's Dark Souls. Oh, the uh, Let It Die. Yeah, Let It Die. It's yeah. it's it's free to play Dark Souls, and it's really um, hard. Yeah, it's it's really really hard. Um, in a, it, it's it's not as well polished as Dark Souls, right? By any means. What the hell was that? That was a belch. Oh. Um, I woke up and started drinking Red Bull. I'm sure that's great for me. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, it, the the attack animations like are really, really slow and janky. Yeah, they um, are. 
and it's really hard to avoid attacks. The blocking mechanic isn't as responsive as you would expect it to be, uh, which really blows because the free-to-play portion of it is that if you die, you have limited lives, and you have to buy more lives. I haven't died yet, but I don't know how much lives cost. I don't. But I can... So, so I don't think you actually have limited lives because you can keep on just respawning as a new character. Can you? Oh, it... yeah. So, how does it? What? Where? Where does the money come in? Is what I want to know. So, so the money comes in because you get. And and you probably got them when you started the game. Get death tokens, yeah. And you buy the death tokens. But basically, what happens is when you die, you can uh, either choose to just die, or use a death <clears throat> token to respawn where you're at. Oh, is that all? Yeah. And then if you die, you just go into a new body, and you will then your old body will become a. A hater is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And you can then fight your old self, who, if you had, like, really, really strong equipment, then that's a little bit annoying because you have to kill yourself with who has the strong equipment and stuff, so. Okay, see, I, whenever I was reading about it, they made it sound like you had to pay to be able to even, like, continue playing the game. No. Nope. I thought that was horseshit. No, 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 no. That's a little better. Yeah, from everything I've read, it's uh, it's pretty fair. Like the only money you really spend is on those uh, death tokens and stuff. Oh and yeah, and that's you, that's you, currency for a lot of other things in the game. Besides yeah, it, lives, but and and I think you get those throughout the game for completing quests and stuff as well. So, you do. Uh, it's not it's not a terrible free to play method. Also, you can use it, I believe, to increase storage, which is something you really need to do because forty slots is just not enough. Uh, just so you know, I played a little bit of Let It Die as well. My roommate just got his mom to buy him a PlayStation 4, because he, uh, he's a child, is what he is. <laughs> and so he bought a, he got a PlayStation 4, and so while he was at work, I hopped into his, uh, hopped onto his PlayStation and played some Let It Die and while I was 3D printing something. Yeah, so. you haven't actually told us what you were 3D printing yet. You've, uh... You hyped it up that you were getting it and oh, setting yeah. it up, but you ain't done nothing with it as far as we know. Well, we printed out quite We're a few things. Uh, dildo. We we haven't we haven't printed a dildo yet. Uh I printed a lot of nerdy things. So I printed a couple Pokemon, uh a Legend of Zelda like Triforce symbol. Uh guilt three four three guilty spark. That's and kinda cool. It's working pretty well and everything I've printed has done has been fine except for uh what there was one thing that i couldn't print and it was charmander one of the molds of charmander it would it would start printing fine and then uh either it would come up off of the plate like it would not adhere to it as well as it should have or it just it would it adhered to it the last time but then for some reason it just started like messing up halfway through so i don't know it must be that print i just it doesn't work with my printer very well but everything else has turned out really well uh the 343 guilty spark was actually pretty amazing there's only one crack in the back of it but that's fine so uh for 105 dollars the 3d printer pretty damn good i gotta say 
You got it for 105. Oh, right. You got it on uh, Black Friday or something, right? So, yeah, it's normally like right now it's selling for like $500. Yeah, that sounds right. For for 100 and something bucks, I'd buy a 3D printer for that. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I'm going to buy this. And then I bought uh, three rolls of filament that should be here next week, uh, about $20 a piece. So that's pretty, pretty good for a kilogram of, of filament. So. I'm looking forward to 3D printing a lot of random shit. My uh, my carpool buddy wants me to 3D print ornaments for her. That's kind of cool. You could probably do some pretty cool stuff. Uh, put like a uh, Christmas light slot in the middle or something like that. Have it light through. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're creative with that. Yeah. So she's going to be designing them, and then her boyfriend is an engineer, so he's going to be you know, engineering them up so that they'll work with the 3D printer and then I'll just print them out for them. And they'll give me food. Which, uh, that's really how I do work. Is they yeah, give, people give me food. Yeah, people give me food and that's usually all I take to, to for payment, which isn't, probably isn't good, but whatever. So, let's move on and talk about what other game I was playing. I played Overwatch this week. Yeah, only losers play that game. Yeah, only losers named Aroa and Cyberpunk Monk. Yeah, that's right. We all played together. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, we all... <laughs> so we did the competitive mode, and uh, we did terrible. But mm. then then Connor and I switched to the 3v3s, and for some reason Connor and I are amazing at 3v3s. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. We've lost like two games total. Yeah, not, something not even games, like that. But like rounds. Yeah. And we're other than that, streak. other than that, like, we're really good at just killing people, but the whole objective based thing, we're not very good at. So, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I don't we're okay with objectives. Our teams have been asked about it. That's, that's true. That is very true. We need a full team, but Fredo uh, won't play with us, and John won't play with us. John that's definitely. Because, yeah, that's because John, like, Plays the game good. He play he takes the game way too seriously. I think it's my problem that he does. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the other game I've I've been playing this week is uh, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. Played quite a bit of that. Uh, I hate that game. I hate it, <laughs> but it's a good game. So you should play it. Everyone should play it, especially my friend James, who thinks it looks awful. Uh. <laughs> And let's move on to some stories here. We have quite a few stories, actually, this week, one of which Aroa brought up, but that's going to yep. be towards the end. First off, we're going to talk about uh, Aroa's sadness. Uh, Pebble is dead. Yeah. So Pebble, if you don't know, is a smartwatch company. They raised a few million dollars on Kickstarter a while back. Uh, came out with the Pebble 1, which I believe Aroa has. Uh, yep. And then they uh, they had another Kickstarter for that raised what twelve million dollars? Uh, or seventeen? They raised a lot. Yeah, twelve I, or seventeen, something like that. Uh, they raised quite a bit of money for their Pebble Two watch that was supposed to come out pretty soon. And they uh, it was actually it. it was shipping to some people. Oh, was it? Yeah the the uh, earliest uh, pre orders started shipping out. And then, yeah, like you just said, uh, they got bought by Fitbit. And Fitbit's not going to honor any of those orders. Well, it's not just that. Um, 
they're just straight up not going to produce those things and they're just going to refund everybody's money. Yeah, like wh- why buy Pebble at that point? Just just because to get rid of competition? I um, honestly almost sounds like it. Yeah. It uh, it's it's, it's partially garbage, good. but if people are not going to have alternatives available, but they still want to have that trendy little device, then where else are you going to go? Exactly, yeah. Um the thing that I've uh seen and what um I think it was was it it was the CEO of Fitbit said uh that they're doing it because they don't know how to make smartwatches. And so they're buying a company that does know how to make smartwatches. Oh, so they're just going to incorporate the smartwatch thing into the Fitbit market. Yeah, it's basically... Well, Fitbit for a while has been trying to break into the smartwatch uh, market with their... uh, What was it? What was that shitty fucking thing. It was like the Fitbit uh, I don't know something to do with like Volt or Pulse or some bullshit like that but uh, it was shit um, was the thing and so I guess their thinking is well you know you buy somebody that actually knows what the hell they're doing and maybe you have a little better luck. Well that makes sense. Uh, it, It makes sense to buy uh, to, for Fitbit to buy Pebble, but I don't like the fact that they're a not going to allow. They're not going to allow the people who pre-ordered it to get the devices. I can understand not selling any, but I w- I would want them to fulfill the orders. I and, wouldn't if I was buying it because they're not going to continue the uh, software. That's true. That's true. Uh, and then also they're not giving them the refunds until March. Yeah, which, which is, is some hot shit. Yeah, they should just instantly give the the refunds because that is yeah. retarded that they're not giving the refunds until March. And this was your favorite smartwatch, wasn't it? That was it was um like pretty much if if I was going to recommend a smartwatch to anybody, it was the uh, Fitbit easily because it's waterproof, huh? Not just that. Um, the thing about smartwatches and the thing that, like, a, a lot of people are like, and this is a problem in the smartwatch market in general, why? Why buy one? And the answer that I have is, I don't know, it's a few different things. Um, but none of them are really, like, exclusive to it. None of them are really reliant on you having say an android wear watch or right. something like that it like there's no there's no killer app for smart watches in general so i don't see the point in spending 200 plus dollars on one and at the same time with a watch you specifically don't really ever want to have to think about uh the fact that it's a smart watch like it just needs to be a part of your life and that's something that the Pebble does better because it doesn't have a day and a half battery life. It lasts for upwards of like five to seven days. Um, you can see the screen in the sunlight. 
it's not a touch screen, but that also means that you can use it while it's wet. Um, there's just a lot of, of user experience shit with it that I think makes it the superior platform. And Android Wear just fails at all those things. Now, question. Did you pre-order the, uh, the Pebble 2? No. Were you thinking about it? Um, I wouldn't have pre-ordered it uh, oh, okay. just because I, the thing about the thing about it, and this was another great thing about Pebble, was that they even put the more recent features on their first generation Pebble, and this was stuff that like like was it was they put the Pebble Time uh, operating system essentially onto the original Pebble. They supported mm. they supported their old devices, yeah. And, so there really wasn't a whole lot of incentive for me to jump to the Pebble 2 because the 2, its only real thing was that, oh, it has a heart rate sensor now. Oh, and okay. Like, for one, I don't really exercise. And for two, heart rate sensors on smartwatches and whatnot have been proven to be iffy at best. So that's not really a big selling point, in my opinion, in general. No, the best um, heart rate monitor you're going to get is like a $300 one that wraps around your waist, basically. Yeah, you you want you want something that goes like over your chest or something like that, where yeah. it's not just a it's not a camera on your wrist because right. that's all those are. They're they're fucking some kind of something anometer. I don't fucking. But yeah, yeah. Um, so Pebble Two really wasn't on my radar, but like I was I was happy that it was coming out. What was more exciting to me was the. Uh, the other thing that they were making, the, I think it was the Core, um, which was a little Bluetooth device that had no screen on it, um, but it had... Was uh, it was it your ideal smartwatch, the one that just flashed colors? No, uh, it, it wasn't a smartwatch. It was, it was really meant for, like, working out. Okay. Or at least that was the original idea. But then they added stuff like uh, Alexa integration mm. and like Spotify integration um, so that you could, you could uh, store Spotify music on it um, and you could like send, you could ask Alexa to do things for you with it. Um, and they were basically opening up the firmware to let people develop extensions for it. And it was going to be basically this little pocket internet of things device that you could carry around with you. I thought that was a really cool idea, but it had it was no screen. No, but it connected up via Bluetooth to like a headset or something. So that's oh, okay. how you interacted with it. It also okay. had a couple buttons on it. But yeah, I I don't know. I thought that uh, I thought that would be pretty cool. And I think it was only like 50 bucks, which was uh, the real like good part of it. Like you can't sell something like that for that stupid price. And 50 bucks, I think is all right. Right. But yeah, that's not going to see the light of day either. Nope. Uh, the entire Pebble brand is being liquidated. Um yep. All dead. All, yeah, all the. Uh, I think the platform is supposed to be guaranteed to be around until like September or something like that of next year, and then beyond that, they have no word on whether or not they're going to continue supporting anything. Oh, fun! And uh, yeah, could you stop burping on my podcast, please? Is, that, is something wrong, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, please. You no, know, I really hate it when mommy and daddy fight. <laughs> no, you don't. You love it. You love um, watching. You love watching daddy beat mommy. 
Um, who's I don't know mommy? Who's, I know that's what I'm wondering. Well, you're <laughs> you're know, the one you with boobs. My favorite cuckold couple. This is true. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, very sad. Uh, and I don't really go fuck themselves. Right now, yeah. Now you know my feeling on uh, smartwatches is that I just don't like them. But yeah, they're they're pretty much useless uh, for the most part. Right. So. But uh, you know, I I think that fit like this is just you know a big brand buying a smaller brand, and I don't like that very much because it mean it usually means that the smaller brand is just gonna die. And the people who enjoyed it are, uh, they're not going to be very happy. So Fitbit is huge compared to what Pebble was. And hopefully they make some good devices, but I doubt it. What were you going to say? uh, Yeah, the cool thing is that uh, the Pebble software was open source. Uh, So people are already actively building uh, an alternative app market. Oh, good. So that that's cool. I hope that that pans out. Right. And uh hopefully the people who who bought into the Pebble 2 actually get the uh get the money to or I'm sorry. Uh they they get their money back because I know some people are worried that they're not going to get their money back in March. And so what some people are doing also is just going and canceling that order uh, yeah. at their bank and just getting it back that way. But at that point, I don't think it's really worth it because usually if you do a transaction like that and you stop a payment on a credit or debit card, it costs uh, $35 for them to cancel that transaction. Well, I mean, if you're if you're otherwise risking being out like $150 to $200. Exactly. You're, you're at least getting part of it back. But uh, that's just an FYI. If you ever do have to cancel something like that, it usually costs about 30 35 bucks. Because uh, I've had to tell people to do that at uh, when I worked at cell phone company. So, anyway, let's move on. Connor doesn't have anything to add because he's worthless. Uh, exactly. Huh? That is accurate. Yeah. Uh, they, don't, they don't have smartwatches in Shadowrun. Nope. Nope, they don't. Which is weird. <laughs> you think they would. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, the Lost Guardian is having some frame rate issues. Last Guardian? Lost, yeah. Last Guardian. Why did I put the Lost Guardian? Anyway, the Last Guardian is having some frame rate issues. And yeah, yeah, I I was, I'm just saying, not probably not good, but whatever. I don't, I don't think the la- last Lost Guardian looks very good. Fuck it. I don't think the Last Guardian looks very good, uh, which I've discussed in previous podcasts, but Right now, it's getting, according to Digital Foundry, it is fluctuating widely between 20 and 30 frames per second on the original PlayStation 4. On the PlayStation 4 Pro, it is running at a consistent 30 frames a second if you run it at 1080p. If you run it at 4K, it's getting like 10 frames a second, I believe. So... Yeah, it said it can dip even below 10 frames a second. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh that's on the uh that's on the regular PlayStation 4. I'm sorry. Uh let's see what it says. It'll run at a more stable 30 frames a second. 
This lower resolution mode on the PS4 will still suffer from the occasional dips, but they're nowhere near as extreme as those encountered on the base console uh, and uh, on the 4K mode, which is just unbearable, basically. But also, the way to change from 1080p to 4K is you can't do it within the game. You have to do it on the console itself in the display settings. Huh. Yeah. So have fun with that, everyone who bought uh, <laughs> who bought the last Guardian. Um, yeah, I, I would like to agree, though, that it just looks like a big letdown. And yeah. I was starting to get that feeling in the last couple of weeks before it came out. Right. That like because people were talking that and bringing up the fact that, you know, game is like really old now. Right. So, it was it was started being designed 10 years ago. Yeah, like this thing was probably like going to be on PS2 at one point and then it got moved to PS3 and spent a long time in development hell for PS3. I, and, see, I thought it was going to be in PS3 the whole time. I I'm I'm just, it, it might have been like hitting the design phase back in the PS2 time. Right, that makes sense. But I'm saying like at the very least, they had to port a lot of shit over from the PS3 version, I'm sure. And that's never going to go well. Um, no, no, it's and, not. And you can you can really tell. because Have you watched gameplay of it? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Uh, much. In particular, uh, the AI of the big dog bird is bad. I I knew it was gonna be bad. I was like, like this is gonna be awful. It's it's really, really bad. Like it, it not not always because there there are specific segments where it's like, wow, that is fantastic. But really, those come down to being highly scripted segments, and also the fact that the animation and like the art is impeccable. Like. That's really the best thing that I think anybody's going to say about The Last Guardian is that it is a, a visual masterwork, uh, especially in terms of animation. Right. Um, the fucking dog is just like I, I, un, unbelievably good looking in, I don't in some so, places. So I don't like the art style, but I can I can agree that the animation within the art style is very good. Does it make like, sense? It, yeah, it's just uh, like you can give him you can give him a barrel, and it's infuriating whenever he does it. But he's supposed to eat the barrel, but sometimes he'll just like hit it. And I think the intent is that they they've put in a thing where if the dog can't can't eat it in his current positioning, he's supposed to knock the barrel into a place where he can eat it. Yeah, and like the animation of him doing that looks fantastic. The problem is that at the same time, it doesn't actually work sometimes, most of the time. And so it just looks like he's just hitting the fucking barrel around and it's really infuriating. And you, you like, you can throw barrels at him and he can like catch him out of the air and eat him. And that looks great when it works, but other times you just hit him in the face with a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I would do, actually. <laughs> and it's, it's just, yeah. So. I'm interested to see like what the plot of the game is. And I think it looks like f from, from what all I've seen, it looks like 
Ico or, or Eco, however it's pronounced. I think but it's Eco. Mm. I don't. I don't remember. But it looks. It, it's. It's like that in terms of how the game is structured. Basically, it's um, a nice. It's a nice little uh, escort mission. Yeah, it's. It's like a. It's a. I mean, a puzzle platformer, really. Right. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this, Connor? I ain't give a shit about the Last Guardian. <laughs> okay, so so my thing is okay. They know the hardware that they have to work with. So when you make a PC game, and you're like, okay, I want to get the like. Let's look at Overwatch. Overwatch runs really well, even on shitty, shitty machines. Yeah, but I can understand, you know, games like back in the day, Crisis or even Final Fantasy fourteen, like you're not going to know every single uh, computer and configuration that's going to be trying to play this game. So you have to say, okay, this is the minimum spec where it can kind of boot up and run at five frames a second, and then you go from there. But with a console like the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4, you know the hardware specs. You know that every single console that you have that is a xbox one or a playstation 4 or a playstation 4 pro is going to run exactly the same why the fuck would you make a game that can't run at 30 frames or more a second like there's got to be something they could have done they probably like people give ubisoft or ubisoft shit over uh you know with watchdogs the original watchdogs like toning down the graphics uh, same thing with, uh, you know, a lot of their games like Assassin's Creed and stuff. But at least they try to get them to run well, even if they have really, really weird bugs. They try to get them to run well on consoles. So they'll run at over 30 frames a second because they turned down graphics. I can tell you part of the reason. Uh, because uh, they're stupid. I bet that in spite of... In spite of everything, they probably still had a hard deadline that they had to meet. Probably. I bet Sony went, look, we'll give you guys this much funding, but the game's coming out then, at that on this day. That makes and sense. That's I bet that's what happened. It wouldn't surprise me at least. Well and um, and I can I can be I'm okay with um like dips, you're gonna get dips in frame rate. Look at fucking the Super Nintendo. Even that had dips in frame rate. The regular yeah. Nintendo, you get more than like two sprites on the screen, and it goes down in frame rate. But the fact that it's going down below ten frames a second, it's sad. It's just what it is. That is awful, yeah. awful. Um, but yeah, you're probably right. The the deadline, they probably weren't able to do stuff, and I imagine they're gonna come out with a patch that fixes some of this frame rate issue stuff up but depends on how well it's sold which is uh i don't know i feel like that could be up in the air i haven't seen any numbers i haven't seen any numbers i haven't i haven't even read any reviews on it um i've really only seen like just videos on youtube of people making fun of it and talking about it off to Uh, metacritic (laughs) aroa do it you want me uh, to do it right now? Do it right now. See what the reviews are for the uh, the Last Guardian, not the Lost Guardian. I don't know why I keep wanting to say that. Okay, Google. <laughs> the Last Guardian reviews. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, if you have a PlayStation Four Pro, 
set it to 1080p, and then you can play The Last Guardian at around 30 frames a second, which is Woo! terrible. If yeah, most of the time, yeah. If uh, if you have a regular PlayStation Four, I'm sorry, I would not buy The Last Guardian if I were you. Uh, buy let or play Let It Die or uh, buy Final Fantasy 15. I hear Final Fantasy 15 is doing really well, and uh, all the reviews are pretty good. Like that. All all the reviews are good. Uh, uh, uh Connor. Uh, <laughs> we yes. have become one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like Shadowrun. It's got an eighty-three percent on Metacritic. I know Aurora is better at it. What was that? It's got an eighty-three percent. That makes sense because, so I never actually really believe Metacritic reviews. Well, you because, can't because a they suck. Uh, you look at a game like Final Fantasy. 10 to 2 has like an 80 something on Metacritic, I think. Yeah. Uh, don't quote me on that. You can go check and verify. But it has a pretty high score, and that game is dog shit. Uh, it is awful in just about every way. And people say the battle system's amazing, and they're wrong. The battle system is not amazing. It's pretty shit. Final Fantasy X's battle system was really good. Anyway, let's move on, because I'm starting to ramble, and I tend to do that. Let's move on to the Nintendo Switch, which is uh, something I'm actually very excited for, especially after that uh, Jimmy Fallon. Did you guys watch that? I only saw the part with Miyamoto playing the music. I'm not sure if they actually had the Switch on it or anything. They, They had the Switch, where they played Breath of the Wild. And uh, they showed that you can at least in the demo that they showed you can play go from playing the switch and instead of having to turn off your console and then unplug it and everything you can just pull it out of the the stand and then continue playing the game which is pretty cool yeah, yeah. so anyway the nintendo switch might possibly maybe uh according to rumor have gamecube games on the virtual console pretty cool which which i mean it's cool it's not something that's really that we're gonna need to talk about but uh or go in depth of but the nintendo wii u and the wii could the wii could play gamecube games just from disc and then the wii u game the wii u can't play any gamecube games because it doesn't have the hardware in it to do it so I am actually pretty excited for this, even though Virtual Console is pretty dubious at best. Uh, the The graphics aren't that great, and the the lag is pretty heavy. But there are certain games that you know are pretty rare on the GameCube that would be great to have in a Virtual Console. So, uh, I think it says it might have the article states that Nintendo already has classic titles like Super Mario Sunshine, bleh, Lu- Luigi's Mansion and Super Smash Bros Melee running on the Switch. So what GameCube games would you be interested in playing on the Nintendo Switch if it actually did uh have GameCube come to the virtual console? I still got my GameCube hooked up, man. I was playing Double Dash like yeah, Do you have ago. Do you have component cables for it, though? Yeah. Wait, really? No. Oh. Jesus, <laughs> that? It's like 200 bucks. I know. Uh, I, uh, I just got it hooked up RGB style or VGA. 
old cables. Uh, composite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a Wii. Uh, I bought a Wii primarily for the reason that I could play the like four good Wii games, and then also uh, because I have some GameCube games I want to play, and it's easier to have a component cable for the Wii than it is to get one for the GameCube. So that Just was that emulated. Was you could emulate it with a uh, with uh, what's it called dolphin dolphin and it, yeah. dolphin. We've spoke about that in a previous podcast that the dolphin emulator is amazing. Anyway, Oroa, what are your favorite GameCube games? Um, it'd be kind of fun. Would be uh, playing Geist again. And what's that game about? It's a first-person shooter where you are a ghost. And oh, good. You, you it, it's it's a shooter. It, it starts out and it's mainly a puzzler, and then like maybe three quarters of the way through the game, um, you get combat training. Oh yeah, and you you become a ghost soldier. Oh, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it, like I thought, it was, I thought it was a really neat uh, kind of unknown gem, and oh. nobody nobody really seems to remember it. So it'd be it'd be kind of fun to play that again. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Cubivore was something that I never played, and I wish I would have emulated at some point, and I didn't. Do it now. Right now. Right now. No. Uh, right now. I would like to play through. I've done it. I've started it like so many times, but I've never actually completed it. Was the uh, Botan Kaitos? Those, oh yeah, those games were pretty good. They're a little weird because the battle system is uh, primarily based around your deck, <laughs> and I did emulate it. <clears throat> I did emulate it for a while, and there were some weird settings you had to do with Dolphin at the time. They might have fixed it with a uh, Dolphin Five, but like if you every once in a while during the uh, card selection screen. It would freeze for some reason. It would just crash. So you had hmm. to tweak a bunch of the settings to make it so that it didn't crash. Also, the voice acting's awful. Uh, the graphics are kind of mediocre. They're pretty, but kind of mediocre. Uh, so it's a good game. It's, good. <laughs> it's a good game. It's ugly. It doesn't work right. But you know what? It's all right. It's all right. Well, that was only on the Dolphin emulator. Right. It didn't yeah, work, so. Yeah. Uh, so actually it runs fine on the Wii, which I've played it on, uh, a few times. So I just haven't ever got to the point where I actually want to play through the whole thing. But those being on the virtual console would be awesome. Uh, obviously there's other games I want to try, like Beautiful Joe would be pretty fun. Uh, Super oh, yeah. Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, you know, just the, the typical ones. I never played Super Mario Sunshine, but I wasn't ever very interested in it. So... It's, I didn't. It's I fun. Didn't. Some some parts of it are just incredibly infuriating. That's, oh, that's still fun. That's a Mario game for you. Uh, so who here? <laughs> oh God, let's not talk about that yet. We talked a few <laughs> months ago, or a couple months ago, about insider trading. I don't know if either of you were here. I think it was just myself and Parallax. So. Ubisoft executives are fined a, a combined $1.2 million for insider trading. Well. So, I don't know if we talked to you guys about that, but 
what happened was uh before one of the games that they were coming out with was delayed like a week or two before a bunch of like four or five people from ubisoft sold a bunch of shares of their stock because once they said it was delayed their stock dropped which by the way amd's up to over ten dollars yeah don't remind me fucking yeah me neither christ anyway (laughs) so we have these people uh what was it I'm not even going to try that word. Today, the financials uh, ruled on the matter and found that all five executive guilty or all five executives are guilty of insider trading. This was reported by Kotaku. Uh, They were all hit with sanctions of varying accounts. Ubisoft Montreal CEO was fined 700,000 euros, I think. Or is that pounds? I don't know. The other f- were 200000 for uh, some guy named Francis. Christine was fined 100000 Oliver was fined 15000 And Damien... Uh, and... Oh, sorry. I was reading that wrong. 700000 200000 100000 and 15000 In total, $1.28 million or so. Or euros or whatever. Uh, the decision can be found at the link in the link, uh, but it's only available in French. So <laughs> have fun reading that. Apparently, yeah, was... they, Ubisoft is planning on uh, appealing the court. Well, I mean, that may... yeah, right. this comes at a really bad time for them, too, because they uh, they've, they've been fighting with, like, keeping uh, is it uh, Vivendi, I Vivendi, think. yeah, Vivendi. Yeah, they've been trying to keep Vivendi from uh, eating them up, and so uh, you know, you, you can't do all this. That's just costing more money. Oh yeah, it's costing more money. That means more stocks may be sold. It might not go well. Uh, hopefully, Vivendi doesn't end up taking over Ubisoft because Vivendi has a uh, terrible track record, but. What do you think about this, Connor? Do you do insider trading often? Oh, yeah, all the time. Okay, I, good. No, I, I'm not a big fan of insider trading, so good riddance to those scumbags. Well, obviously, I mean, we're not going to be fans of insider trading. $10 for AMD. Yeah, Sorry. that's. I think that's the most important part of the story. Is Jesus <laughs> Christ, AMD stock is doing well. So a year ago, they were at $1.88. Dollars. Yeah. Now they're at over 10. Oh my god, yep. I should have kept my... <sighs> Anyway, sorry. Went on a tangent because I could have thrown like $4,000 into AMD at the beginning of last year. <laughs> when when they were... Or at the beginning of this year, I could have thrown $4,000 in there. I thought about... I actually thought about putting like one or 2000 in there. Uh, But I was like, no, I don't know if it's really going to go up that much. Yeah, I, I wish I would have put... Like, I, I, I've I never had more than, like, $1,800 in the bank ever, but <laughs> I, I wish I would have put, like, a couple hundred bucks yeah. on there because, like, holy shit. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody, like, other than maybe some, some analysts 
somewhere. So, could have so, assumed that, that would happen. So actually, I was watching something uh, quite a few months ago about Intel and random facts about Intel. And what they were saying was that they really like, they actually like having AMD around. They like the competition because the, first off, they don't, it, right now with AMD and Intel around, Intel's not being blamed, you know, for having a monopoly. And if yeah. AMD goes out of business, then Intel's screwed because they have a monopoly. That's just, that's how it would be. And so what they will do is they will let uh, AMD get a certain percentage of the market share. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about it. And then uh, they'll be like, hmm, okay, they've got that percentage of the market share. People are liking them. Let's start our heavy ad campaigns and uh, price cutting some of our stuff and basically make a bunch of people buy Intel products, which keeps AMD pretty low so they don't get you know more than like 20 or 30% of the market share or whatever percentage they want them to have. So this them getting you know higher in stocks because of this i can see as something that um intel is kind of helping out with as well because they're not uh overly aggressively putting out ads to buy intel products which makes people want to buy amd more i guess i don't know so it might be a little bit of intel's helping but also the zen processors coming out uh, their cards are doing pretty well. They released that uh, two hundred dollar R480 or something like that, which is supposed to be a pretty decent card for two hundred bucks. So, anyway, good job AMD. Uh, bad job Ubisoft executives. Hopefully, you have to pay the one point two eight million dollars. So yeah, yeah. Screw you guys. <laughs> you know what I don't like. I don't like Do you, it when. Besides that, segways. You don't like segways. <laughs> no, I love segways. Uh, I just can't afford them because, you know, they're pretty expensive. Get on with it, man. What? Get on with what? Oh yeah, Crytek. Your podcast. <laughs> uh, Crytek. So Crytek might be dying. Wait, are you saying you don't like Crytek? No, I don't like the fact that Crytek might be dying. Oh, yeah. It's very sad. So go over this a story. A, a story, Aroa? Well, um, so interesting thing while I was uh, looking at this and trying to find the article. This is actually a repeat of something that happened back in 2014. Basically, uh, Crytek is running out of money, has been running out of money. And they have some employees who haven't been paid for several months now. Oh, because they done goofed. Um, yeah, they uh, they apparently haven't paid uh, this particular worker in like three months. I think they said. Yeah. Um, they were told that uh, back in June that uh, they weren't going to be paid on time, um, but that management assured them. Everything would be worked out by August, and there'd be enough money to remain stable for at least 18 months. Now, I don't know about you, but if my workplace says, look, guys, we're going to be around for at least a year and a half. <laughs> we're good. 
<laughs> I'm probably going to be looking for another place to make my bread money from. Right. Um, particularly if I'm working at a place that is a game studio who has gone in so far <laughs> into the whole free-to-play thing as to make the fucking game engine free-to-play, I, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the company might be a little desperate for money or is just kind of run by retards. Um, cause yeah, that's, that's kind of been Crytek's thing is that I think actually they made an announcement a while back that they were like, yeah, we're just going to do everything free to play from now on. Everything. And, and, yeah. And, and everyone, awful. everyone went, what the fuck are you doing Crytek? And that might've been back in 2014, actually. Now I think about it funnily enough. Um, well, I think it's been proven that uh, a free-to-play game can potentially make quite a bit more money than a uh, buy one oh, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. It you just you have to you have to structure it the right way, and it actually has to be like you know a game with a with an audience. And right. the problem is the only thing I've really seen out of Crytek uh, since Rise was Warface, and Warface is shit. It's it's every other Chinese free-to-play shooter and i'm not saying like chinese to be racist i'm saying these games literally come out of like china and korea right they're poorly translated they run like ass they look like ass they got like 200 players on them and they're just all the same free-to-play garbage they go yeah we have a co-op mode and it's literally walking down a hallway and shooting things right the co-op mode in warface was like playing a call of duty campaign co-op except with none of, like, the fun shit in Call of Duty with, like, you know, the set pieces and whatnot. Right. It's just the shooting gallery portion. That's I, I, not... Well, you don't sell a game like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what Warface was. Uh, I exactly. was getting... In my brain, I was getting it confused with Warframe, which I was like, don't you like Warframe? But Yeah, then, no, I love yeah. Warframe. Yeah. Which, funnily enough, runs on the Crytek engine. Which a lot of games do run on the Crytek engine. Uh, Star do, Citizen... Is running on a heavily modified Crytek engine. Star Citizen's running on multiple engines, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that's so. A, that's a whole. That's a whole other thing. But and, but but yeah. there's a lot. Of, but the point is <laughs> that there are a lot of games that run on the Crytek engine, uh, and I imagine that they're licensing them out so they have some money coming in. Yeah, unless I, I it's mean, a one-time, like one, like you have to pay yearly or something, which I would with, guess what I. What I think happens with uh, if you use the Crytek engine is similar to how the Unreal Engine works, which is like if you sell it, if you sell the finished product commercially, um, and you make beyond a certain amount, then you have to basically do a revenue split with them, and it's something like maybe five percent or something like. I don't yeah. remember. So they have sure, a little it, bit of money coming in. Yeah, they they do for the games that actually like you know, make that any, that amount of money. The part of the problem with that whole plan is that there are a lot of really shitty indie games that use the engine and, you know, it's, I think it's, I think it's over like $5,000. If you make over $5,000, then you have to start paying them. That very well could be. Right. Um, they, I, I agree with what this article says, which is that, They've kind of just been ignoring their established IPs, which uh, did you guys know that Crytek owned Time Splitters? I see it right there. It says Crytek still owns the Time Splitters IP. Yeah. Like, what? 
<laughs> I didn't know that. Right. Um, yeah, I had absolutely no idea. Uh, 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 Crytek UK developers were only paid 700 euros last month, which I look at that and I think that's more money than I made. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, I think I made a little bit more money than that, but sad. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, I had no idea that they own Time Slitter. So, like, that's kind of cool in my opinion. Like, if they die, then somebody will buy the Time Splitters IP and maybe make a new fucking game. That'd be cool. Um, I don't want Crytek to go away because I think that their their tech is really impressive. I think the I think that like Far Cry um two was like really crazy at the time, and Crisis was really crazy at the at the time. Crisis two was was insane in some ways. Crisis like, three was okay. Yeah, <laughs> like but but the engine itself is is pretty fucking nice looking and has a lot of cool features yeah like, and, it, and it stands out from unreal engine it does but i mean if you don't have any games to actually bring revenue in you're kind of fucked ain't you so uh yeah i'm like why didn't they this... just make rise 2 like that, that would have been easy is and that it rise, still brought the, in money the gladiator one uh mm-hmm. well yeah you were like a roman roman legionnaire yeah 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 I, uh, I thought that game was pretty cool. If they would have, if they would have made a sequel to it and expanded on like, like made the combat flow a bit better and not done so many of the like set piece moments and just like focused on making a Roman Batman game, I would have been totally all right with that. Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, I do want to say I want to go and uh, there was a link on the right side, and it says Intel and AMD are teaming up for a CPU GPU bundle. I don't. Uh, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, it says uh, this month AMD Radeon is joining forces with Intel to offer a bundle that includes a Core i5 6600K, an MSI RX 488 gigabyte, and two free games in the form of Doom and Civilization VI. Earlier this week, we learned that Intel may use Radeon tech for future integrated graphics. Huh. That's neat. Huh. I hope not because Radeon's integrated graphics aren't all that great either. No, but they run, they run really hot. No, but uh, there is a reason why that is, and it's probably the same reason why we have AMD in the PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Well, yeah, it's cheap, and then Intel doesn't have to keep putting money into the development of. Well, yes and IGPA. no, but also. Uh, when they do something like this, like with the original Xbox, or not with the original Xbox, but with the Xbox 360, when that came out, uh, I was actually listening to a rep from NVIDIA talk, and they were asking, why did you guys, because you used a modified chip uh, from NVIDIA in the original Xbox, why are you not using the Xbox 360? And they said, well... uh." Microsoft wanted to own all the rights to the chip and in Nvidia didn't want to do that. So they backed out and that's why AMD went in. They're like, we don't care if you own all the rights to the chip. So most likely that's some sort of deal that they're breaking with AMD would be that, uh, you know, Intel gives them X amount and they own all the rights to whatever chip goes into the integrated graphics. That makes sense. 
Yeah. And uh, NVIDIA won't do that. Right. So they kind of have the leverage to say no. Where AMD, even though their stock is rising, those assholes, uh, (laughs) you know, their stock is rising pretty, pretty well. But uh, I'm thinking that it's partially because of that, that they're still low on the totem pole. So they're got they kind of got to take any deal that they can from a bigger company. Let's move on to our last story, our last actual story. Um, Will Ferrell is going to be in a film made by Legendary Entertainment. Legendary Entertainment is making a film with Will Ferrell based on an esports thing where Will Ferrell will play an esports star. Well, yeah, that's 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 what he's playing. I believe I believe it is. Uh, well, it's official. No one gets. To acts as if esports or video games are nothing less than a mainstream at this point. Legendary Entertainment, the film studio that brought out Inception, Pacific Rim, and some excellent Batman movies, is making a movie about esports starring Will Ferrell. In a role that is apparently meant to be similar to his role in Talladega Nights. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 I, I'm glad we I'm I'm glad we treat esports with uh, you know the the seriousness and the legitimacy that it deserves. Well, no. the, sa- the same amount of respect that we give NASCAR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why? Like, Why? That's not right. That's he's no. too old. Well, yeah, he's too old because the the. Typical retirement age of an esports player is twenty seven. Why uh, wouldn't you go with like if you if you're gonna go with a, a big movie star who's like a, 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 and a comedy guy? Why wouldn't you go with at least like uh, I'm thinking Jonah uh, Hill. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jonah you go Hill. With like, go with somebody like Jonah Hill or, or, um, or the guy that was uh, uh, McLovin. Yeah, him, or even like uh, the black guy on Community. Yeah, Tahoe uh, Glover. Uh, maybe I don't know. Like, or Terry like, Terry Crews. Fuck it. He he just built a gaming rig. Why not? Yeah, he he anybody, would be better than anybody that isn't fucking like Will Ferrell. The like, ol- he's probably fifty by now. I, the only person I can think of that would be worse than the role would be fucking uh uh Leslie Nielsen. No, I think he would be at least funny. Well, casting a literal corpse would probably be <laughs> Rob Rob Schneider. <laughs> that, Rob <that's>... Schneider <laughs> is an esports legend. <laughs> He's probably hey in guys. The movie. I'm playing the StarCraft. Yeah. Uh, now I do know that Will Ferrell is a gamer, from what yeah, I understand. Yeah, sure is. But like you wouldn't have cast Robin Williams if he was still alive because he doesn't look he's too old. I would what? prefer Robin Williams though if he were still alive to like it, it, Will Ferrell. At least Robin Williams was funny. You, you know, you know how they could do this mm-hmm. in, in all seriousness. They could set it in like 2080. When esports has become like you know a, a quintessential part of 
sports. Like it, it is is ingrained in society. Like they have and League he, of Legends tournaments, like at the Olympics and shit. Yeah, and and this is a dude who is, is an esports legend. Like he was he was a god back in the day, and he hooks up with an up and comer, and they work together to. So to, you like, want, like so you want Rocky or like uh not Rocky but like this Creed. Yeah, do Creed, but with like but with old ass Will Ferrell being like, <laughs> yeah, I used to play all the games. And then you got the up and comer who's like, I got to win this esports championship because games is all I know, you know? And like, uh, there, there you go. Yeah, I think I know one more person who might be better fit than Will Ferrell. I think we should have Bernie Sanders as an <laughs> esports legend. I mean, this thing is practically casting itself. Look, <laughs> I'm going down the left lane and there's nothing you can do to stop me. That's. that's... <laughs> We're going to play this game my way. Because I know what I'm doing. None of you got the experience that I do. <laughs> um, We're going to win this for America. He's like facing off against and, Korea and, or something. And here's the problem with what I'm seeing with this. Is it sounds so similar, at least to the the, the beginning of uh, Pixels, before it gets all crazy with the aliens and shit. Um, you know, you have these old people. You have fucking... Uh, the midget Peter Dinklage. I, I couldn't remember his name, so I just said the midget, and then I remember <laughs> his name. Uh, you have Peter Dinklage, you had um, fucking Adam Sandler and the King of Queens, whatever his name is. You uh, had those Paul three. Paul Blart. Yeah, Paul Blart. <laughs> yes, that's, his, <laughs> that's his real name. <laughs> you have those guys as like these legends of fucking arcade gaming. And that's what they're going to do with Will Ferrell. It's going to be awful. Are either of you going to watch it? Almost definitely. <laughs> did no, you watch Pixels? Watch. No, I did not. Okay. What about you, uh, Aroa? I don't watch movies, so I can pretty safely say no, I'm not even I'm going to I'm going to wait for whenever the inevitable reviews come out and go yet another out of touch video game movie made by studios. Because that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be out of touch, and it's going to be stupid and highly commercialized. And I think yeah, it's... Let me, let me clarify. There's no way in hell I'm paying for this, but I'm definitely going to go out of my way to make sure I at least watch it. Right. Now, I think that they could make a decent esports movie, um, even if it was a comedy, but they have to cast it right, which they're not casting it right. Yeah. Just putting Will Ferrell, like, if they put Will Ferrell in the movie, I think that would be fine. Like, it's a supporting character, but he won't play a supporting character, so they have to put him as the main character. And it's going to be him. It's going to be that douchebag that's with him in, like, every one of his movies. Um, He was in, like, Step Brothers and uh, Talented Heads. Yeah, Yeah, Steve Brule. Yeah, they're going to put him in the movie as, like, his his (laughs) counterpart. Uh, and then it's going to be bad. It's going to be really, really bad. And I'm not going to like it. Hopefully we can keep this at 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, you know what else, um, they could do? And I don't think it would be good, but I see it as a possibility is that, uh, like it's Will Ferrell basically playing himself, um, going like, yeah, I mean, I know I'm old, but. But I love video games. I played video games since I was a kid. 
and you know like he he's just kind of like trying to get into esports whenever he's already way past the prime that anyone would expect uh, somebody in esports to be uh, one one thing that might be actually kind of good um it'll be a rehash but that that could potentially work would be uh like remaking dodgeball but with esports because dodgeball was a bad movie but it was hilarious and uh they could do that where like they have like a team of kind of these losers who are trying to make money and so they decide to try an esports competition I can, yeah, I can see that. So, like, you know what they, this is kind of sounding like to me? And, you know, feel free to call me out if it just sounds like nonsense. This sounds like they're making a, you know how Conan O'Brien does that, that, that clueless old, you know, game, did, clueless yeah, gamer. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly. Clueless gamer. It's going to be that for 90 minutes. That, I don't want to uh, watch that for 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't think that it's going to be good no matter what they do, unless I, I do think that they could have done. I, I like I liked my idea of him being like a like a mentor and them doing it that way, but it has to be a comedy movie, and that it w- I don't think that would work very well for comedy. No, so, uh, other it's... than doing like what Connor said, which would just be what what are these new games? They're weird, kind of thing. You know? right. Have you guys seen a John Tron? Have you guys seen a uh, an angry Brit who does reviews? It's gonna be that for forty. Yeah. 45 minutes of people yelling and getting frustrated at video Fucking, games. I would have been relatable. I would have been better uh-huh. if they actually hired Jontron. <laughs> like if they cast Jontron in the role. Cuz You don't like Jontron? Uh Who, no, me? I I do. Kind of. Uh, Connor. I got no problem with Jontron. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you I, were... I don't necessarily care for his uh his formula, but I got nothing against the dude. Oh, okay. I, gets, I, well, that's what I mean. Like I meant like inter- I didn't, I didn't know whether you liked his so comedy. I like um I like John Tron, but I can watch like one video of his at a time. Uh, like, I... like I can't binge watch his videos. Uh there are some some producers who I can kind of binge watch their videos, even like the angry video game nerd and stuff. But uh I can't do that with John Tron because I just get bored of his stuff pretty quick. Oh, I, I love John Tron. He, he puts out some shit every once in a while, but I think it's just because he he needs to make money and he, he gave needs up a on more the... he needs a more stable uh, upload schedule. Is my thing. He should have stuck with Game Grumps, just rode that gravy train, and instead he's just going with these like highly scripted things. Yeah, but that, look look like... at his videos. He gets like two million views per video, and well, yeah. They, it, it, but you know, like he got most of that fame from being on Game Grumps for a year. Oh yeah, like yeah, that's what it, that's what it came from. And like, I do think his videos are fantastic whenever they come out, for the most part. Yeah, but like, man, he should have just rode that gravy train and then just put out a a really like well produced video like once every couple of months, and which is what he's doing know. right now. Yeah, I know. Like, and I, I I hate. I, I understand that, like, these people all have, like, they got a lot of shit that they got to do, but it really feels weird to hear people that do this shit for a living going, I've been a busy month, you know, can only put out, you know, 10 videos this month or something like that. And, like, somebody like John Tran, who's like, yeah, I've been doing a, it's just a whole lot of work. We're doing a whole lot of things for you guys. He puts out one video, you know, a season, Fucking essentially. And it's Spoonie's like, worse. It's like, 
It's like I know, I know that it takes a lot to put together uh, most of these videos, but does it really take like two full months to fucking put together this shit? Because like so, maybe so, you're overproducing it if that's the case. Yeah. So here's here's the deal, like. It took me uh, oh, a month and a half, two months to put together my 10-minute review on... Yeah, but you have a full-time job. Exactly. That's what I was going <laughs> to say, is that I'm not paid to do this. Like, I make $2 a month on YouTube. So, by the way, Twitch to, or YouTube.com forward slash Reeton. Anyway, so I make like 2 $3 a month on YouTube. And so... The fact that I can take two months to make a video makes sense, but I'm not, you know, I am working 40 hours a week or so. Uh, you know, I have a full-time job. I have to work out, blah, 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 blah. So it's not like I'm at home for eight hours a day working on my videos. Like if I had, if I had eight hours a day that I could set aside and just work on videos, like you know, making the content and, and playing through the games and stuff, I could get a video out every two weeks. I don't know. And yes, my video was not as good of quality as John Tron's, but he gets paid to do it. Like he gets that time where he's at home 24 hours a day, able to just sit down and do the reviews. So fucking put together more content i would even be okay with once a month uploading but he does it like once every two or three months like you'll look at his past things and it, they haven't been updated for like two or three months makes no yeah. sense to me anyway so uh now now that we've rambled uh that's the end of our podcast where can we find you guys aroa i can be found on twitter you're not aroa cyberpunk underscore monk and uh, that's actually the only thing that people ever listen to this podcast for. So congratulations. Good night. Cyberpunk underscore monk. You can find him on Twitch at Cy uh, the, the Cyberpunk Monk. Yeah. Uh, and uh, YouTube, he's Nemesis0320. We have Andrew Aroa McFane. You can find him on Twitch at Aroa. A-R-O-A-H. A-H. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I forgot that. <laughs> Uh, we can find him on YouTube and Twitch at Aroa1337, and you can find him on Beam every once in a while at Aroa. You can find Nathan Reeton Spruth, that's me, uh, youtube.com forward slash Reeton. You can find me at Reeton on Twitter. You can find me, uh, on Twitch and Beam Reeton as well. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes and get this downloaded to your mobile device or to your, uh, computer with iTunes on it. Uh, it's called the Retin Podcast. You can also go on uh, the Google Play Store if you can find out where the podcasts are located and find it at Retin Podcast as well. Uh, press the follow button on there, download them, and uh, if you do feel so inclined, please give a rating for these podcasts. Five out of five stars on iTunes. Uh, don't don't do any lower than five out of five. And uh, same thing with Google Play. If you can rate it, please do rate it at whatever the highest it is there. That way we can get as much viewership as possible. Again, my name's... you can rate on Google Play Music? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I'm Nathan Reed and Spruth. Thank you guys for being here this week. Yeah, someone had to show up. Yeah, and I will talk to you guys next week. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.